Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Wheels, the Dungeon Master for Storybreakers. Love critical role in movies like Hot Fuzz and Spotlight? Actual play series Storybreakers combines the fantasy adventure of Dungeons & Dragons with small-town comedy and mystery in an episodic tale of journalists on the hunt for the secret underbelly of a tiny town where nothing seems to happen. But excuse me if I don't think a bunch of ragtag journalists from a podunk town are actually going to be of any help. But technically, I don't come from here. When the mysterious arrival of a celebrity from the Heroes and Adventurers Guild sets off a strange conspiracy, the group will have to leave what they think they know about the world at the door, if they're ever to unravel the truth at the heart of this seemingly nondescript town. It's not front page of the Sussai Star I pull up the, the today's, like, installment of the news to see what the front page actually is. There's a big picture of a pumpkin that's been stepped on, and it says, Outrage as pumpkin stepped on. <laughs> Storybreaker Season 1 in its entirety is available for listening right now wherever you get your podcasts. With Season 2 on the way. Find out more at dicebreaker.com. It's 7 o'clock, it's Monday night, and you're listening to One Life Left. Good evening, and welcome to Resonance 104.4 FM and One Life Left, the nation's premier <laughs> video game radio show. Just like to thank you all for coming. It's great to see so many smiling faces out there. That's Simon Byron. I feel so giggly today. No, at that point, you introduce me or Anne. Okay, Stee, Curran, <laughs> Hi. And now one of us has to. We're going to be insufferable tonight, I think. We are going to be insufferable. We're going to be insufferable for the next 59 minutes. Um, And we're going to talk about video games in between that insufferability. It's going to be good, I think. We've got lots to talk about. We've uh, freshly returned from uh, Nottingham Game City. I'm sure we'll talk about that. We will definitely talk about that. Uh, We'll also talk a little bit about the Games Media Awards. Do we have to cover? Oh, we will do, yes. Yeah, we will do. We will be talking about that. Uh, And we will be trying to sneak in some conversation about video games as well, the things Mm. we've been playing. Got a couple of features, uh, one of whom you won't be surprised to hear is by Derek Williams. Derek Williams. He was partying with us in Nottingham, wasn't he? He Um, was partying hard. Harder than you were. That's unfair. No, like you tried hard, but uh, Derek partied harder than you. Wow. I don't think it's unfair, or I don't think you should be upset that you come off worse in regards to to the Williams. Yeah, okay. Most people do, don't they? Well, I thought I did a pretty good job of of the partying. You were partying hard, Derek. Harder. He's like Andrew WK. Um, how's your week been apart from Nottingham? It's been all about Nottingham. Oh. There were, there were two days last week that weren't <laughs> about Nottingham. Um, I mean, because I was at home, but Nottingham was on my mind. Right. Constantly. Okay. Uh, Anne? Um, when I came back, uh, I had a lovely time on Sunday. Uh, I went and saw uh, a Halloween radio drama being uh, performed, and then went and saw The Social Network. Did you not do anything Halloween-y, Simon? I did. I accidentally went to a Halloween party yesterday. Got very, very, very drunk. Okay. Um... Uh, yeah, I was out of the house, so I uh, could avoid the trick-or-treaters. Okay, excellent. That's the spirit, isn't it? Uh, yeah, very <laughs> Thanks. Well, well done. Cheers. What about you, Steve? Um, I had a lovely, lovely uh, post-Nottingham evening yesterday, finally recovered, uh, watched an episode of The Twilight Zone and an episode of Eerie Indiana. Great. Oh. Do you know what I did after seeing Eerie Indiana? Has it got anything to do with Katie Price? <laughs> no. I immediately uh, went on Twitter to see whether the two child stars of Erie, Indiana, had more or less, more or fewer followers. Right, and? Turns out, if you added them together, 
still have fewer followers than me. Interesting. Good work. And yeah. you. Really? Well, obviously. And you. Really? You know what else I discovered about Twitter today? I found a, uh, I found a website that lets you check who you're following who aren't following you back. Right. And you know what I discovered? I, 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 dis- I, I can I, explain this. <laughs> you know what I discovered? I've I discovered, um, discovered there was only one person I'd call a friend who isn't following me back on Twitter. Name them. Welcome to One Life Left, Leo Tang. Ah, it's Leo Tang. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Uh, You've gone off Twitter, haven't you? I've, yeah, I mean, I was never really on it. I don't follow anybody at all. You should so follow better people. I also don't follow Simon Byron or Anne Scantlebury. Do you not? That's you no. used to. Uh, yeah, but Twitter, what did we say? You, it, it's pretty much everything everybody says, which is not very much. Right. Do you follow uh, John, John Blythe? <laughs> <laughs> Disappointment. Uh, he, I, he says funny things. He does say funny he's, things. He's brilliant in short, short doses as well. Mm, right. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I'm sure, we'll return to this topic of I'm conversation sure we will. a little <laughs> later. But before then, we're going to uh, kick off the show as we always do with Anne Scantlebury's news. On Monday, the 1st of November, I'm Anne Scanthbury, and this is the news. Sony is to reward loyal gamers with a new PlayStation Rewards program. Players who play new games, buy content from PSN, or fill in surveys will work through three, le- three reward tiers select pro and legendary, collecting ever greater prizes as they progress. These will range from PSN avatars to all expenses paid trip to the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. The US will get the program in spring 2011, but there's no word on a European launch yet. Rumour has it Europe's top reward will be dinner with one life left. Um, Rumour started by whom? Started now. Okay, good. Let's Uh, do that. Rumour has it. (laughs) (laughs) So this isn't the first time this has happened. Uh, Nintendo did this with their star points. They did. And are they still doing it? I believe they are, I don't know, because uh, I used to collect star points. How many did you get up to? I don't know, about 12,000 or something (laughs) And what was that worth? It was never anything worthwhile to spend them on. You could get desktop wallpapers or things, and occasionally there'd be real-life prices which would sell out immediately. Uh, And then Nintendo ate them all. I don't know why. They, they, just, they expire. They expire, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that, that's crafty. That left me very disillusioned with the whole concept of reward Don't um, Nintendo uh, store points expire as well? Is that true? Yeah, I think it is true. I you had, think it's true? Uh, it's a rumour that was started here now. <laughs> I'm, I had my DSi points on for since the launch of the DSi till about a couple of months ago, so maybe not. What happened a couple of months ago? Yeah. I bought Mr. Driller. Um, yeah, no, I, th- I'm, I, I remember reading somewhere that they, that they do expire. Somebody was very cross about it. It might have been Stuart Campbell. Really? Yeah. Mm, interesting. Uh, so, uh, are you going to be bothering to do that, Anne? No. No? <laughs> no. You, you can't be enticed by a trip to the sea? I, I just don't think that I will show? ever get enough points uh, to get anything good. Do you have a Tesco reward card? Uh, no, I have a co-op reward card. Do you have a Boots reward card? Mm, probably, but I lost it. Uh, okay. Yeah. What? Uh, I have a question. What's a PSN avatar? Yeah. Uh, it's exclusive ones. I don't know what it is, but they're exclusive. Exclusive to PSN. Yeah. It's avatar system. Yeah. S- something like that. What would yours look like, Anne? My face. Bobby Kotick has been voted the 16th most influential man in the whole world by AskMen.com. Activision's head honcho was honoured with this achievement because he has openly admitted he has no interest in producing games that don't have the potential to be exploited year after year on every platform imaginable. Kotick was voted in above President of the USA Barack Obama because, as we all know, Guitar Hero is more important than healthcare reform. I don't, Ask men. I don't believe this. Ask it's men. True story. Ask some men. Okay, you're, you're a man. Leo. Uh, hey! <laughs> you know what? That sort of misdirection doesn't really work on the radio because you use your eyes to do it. And just as long as I made you laugh, Steve. They did. Um, For once. Yeah, but who would, who would just, who would name Bobby Kotick? Like, presumably, if he came 16th, then that implies that some people thought he was the most influential man on this earth. Could it be somebody who perhaps has vested interests in flattering the most powerful man in what, the men? industry? No. Maybe. Men. Askmen.com is, of course, a subsidiary of IGN or their their media group. Whoa! 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 Whoa!
so... He's breaking it wide open. Interesting. So, so you're not you're not saying anything as fact, are you? I'm, you're just merely mentioning two, <laughs> allegedly, two things. Allegedly, us men and IGN are roughly the same company. Didn't Edge magazine have a huge interview with Kotich? Yeah, they did. They did. It was a, a painful experience <laughs> to, to get through, but it was interesting. So, so you didn't read it and immediately go online to find a poll where you could invoke you could vote him the most influential man <laughs> on the planet. I didn't, no, that's not what I did. What's Ask Women? Is there, there must be an Ask Women website. Is that Anne? Uh, yeah. Right, what, what happens on that then? Just talk about periods. <laughs> <laughs> Shopping so, and crying. Do we know Bobby Kotick is the biggest period and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. Do we know who Allegedly. else is in the top 16? Um, yeah, top of the top of the pops was uh, John Stewart. Uh, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates were above uh, the president of the United States. So why did, you, why did you pick Kotick then for your... Because he m- makes gains. Right, what, and... Bill Jobs. <laughs> Bill Jobs Job doesn't. No, Bill Jobs does not. Greenpeace has released its latest guide to greener electronics report and has once again revealed that Nintendo is trying to kill the earth. The company placed last on the list with a score of 1.8 out of 10 and an increase in greenhouse gas emissions. Microsoft wasn't far behind, totaling a pretty poor 1.9. Sony can feel quite smug coming in sixth place with 5.1. Topping the board was Nokia with 7.5. One Life Left tries to do its bit for the environment, mainly by recycling this news story every time it comes out. I was just about to say, <laughs> and it hasn't been long, has it? Uh, uh, no, I think the last one was uh, May. Right. Yeah. This is the 16th one. Apart what? from filling up 30 seconds of One Life Left, do you think this news story has ever resulted in anything no, happening uh, and, ever? And equally, like, what do green people... Like, it shows how little they know about the console cycle if they think that things have changed. There if they did one in May on the Wii or whatever, that Wii is exactly the same thing. No, I think they're talking about uh, com- like the way they make new Wiis. Oh, okay. Because they're still making them, Simon. And how do they do that? They, 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 uh, they do that put... by pulling down the rainforests and stuff. Yeah, and they're emitting loads of uh, greenhouse gases and, and not saying when they're going to get rid of PVC. I didn't know we had to get rid of PVC. Is that What will thing? we wear? <laughs> <laughs> On the radio. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Microsoft's Phil Spencer has told gamers to expect Kinect to span all genres and to become as integral to the Xbox experience as Xbox Live. In an interview with GameSpot, Spencer said the use of controller and hands-free control will become intertwined. He added that the Kinect launch lineup is strong, it's deep, but our gamer customers should expect to see Kinect across all genres. All genres will support Kinect at some point. All genres, apart from Murder in the Dark, of course. Didn't they also say that... Um they don't expect the, uh, the review scores for the launch titles to be any good today. Mm. Which is probably true, because yeah. that sort of game, the sort of market they're shooting for with Connect, always you know, receives poor review scores. It's fair comment. If you look at that lineup, none of those are geared, none of those are the sort of games. Whether, regardless of their quality, none of those are the sort of games that score highly anyway. No, absolutely, but surely the hardware at £130 should benefit from games that do score reasonably well at launch. If you're buying it to play games, sure. Okay. What, you, what it, are you buying it for? I'm buying it to turn my living room into the bridge from the Starship Enterprise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it's, I, I mean, it's not a piece of hardware that's geared for those sort of games, e- despite, in my opinion, despite what they're saying there and despite what i've heard microsoft say as well because i was under the impression the reason connect exists is because they've already sort of mined the hardcore gaming audience they're not releasing a new you know xbox um at the moment so they have to come up with a new you know they have to go for a new target market yeah which is what those games you know those how many 17 is it? 17 yeah 17 dance games Pretty much. Like, yeah. I, how many of them are dance games? Uh, a, a quarter of them, I believe. What was this typo in the Dance Central man- manual that has resulted in all of the stock being recalled by Microsoft? It must know. be a pretty oh. hefty one, mustn't it? <laughs> That's something we can speculate on. We could say right now we're going to speculate on that and give some funny answers later in the show and then just... Not. ...brush over that bit. Okay. Okay, shall we do that? Let's do that. And finally... CEO of Take-Two has left the company so he can travel around Asia with his family. Strauss Selnick will take on the role of CEO before Carl Saltloff will takes over in 2011. Fedder said, now the company is in a position of strength and is poised for a solid performance in the future. The time is right for me to honour certain commitments that I have made to my family. Fingers crossed the commitment isn't becoming a drug trafficker. Bon voyage. <laughs> slow news week. <laughs> Pretty slow yeah. news week. 
somebody, what is it? Let's have a look at this. Someone's gone on holiday. (laughs) No, he's left the company so he can go travelling with his family. He's made certain commitments. um, Just don't make commitments to your family. Hey family, I will take you around Asia at some point in your (laughs) lives together as one unit. And now he's good on it. Good good for him. Well Um, done. Kids don't want to travel around Asia. Like backpackers and uh, people who quit their jobs to retire want to travel around Asia. And kids want to go to McDonald's and fight. Well, maybe his kids are backpackers and um, whatever it was you said after that. Did you say drug users? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yes. Did you? Yes. Right. I... uh... Well, that's interesting. What? Is that the, the, the story you were trying to think of a gag to end on? No. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. No, what, so, you, so you were happy with that gag? <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's what you're implying. No, but it's an ink. <laughs> Thanks, Anne. One life left video game news with Anne Scantleberry. to One Life Left, Resonance 104.4 FM's video game radio show, and that's why we were just talking about which of our friends would win in a fight. Yeah, I, I, I would nominate my friendly Leo Tan to go up against anybody you would care to suggest. I nominate Leo Tan as well. He's, he's, he's no friend of yours. As we've established. <laughs> yeah, exactly, he's no <laughs> friend of the show. But we're not going to talk about that bit. No, we're not. Right now. We're going to talk about uh, Nottingham Game City. Are we? After... I've told you that this is uh, critical. It's an 8-bit track from 8-Bit Collective. That's not funny. And annoyingly, my printer has missed off the name of all the artists this week, so I can't tell you who it is, but it's brilliant, and I'll put that on our website. At some point in the next fortnight. When I get around to putting it on the podcast. But the reason I I was so tardy last week was because we weren't doing a show last week. No shows. The reason we didn't do a show last week... We were crying. (laughs) Because we were a bit nervous. A little bit nervous. Why were we nervous, Simon? Because uh, last week saw the culmination of months of preparation 
uh, where we took to the stage in the world's first video game stand-up comedy evening uh, One Laugh Left on Wednesday night in Nottingham. We did. 150 uh, people. 150 people paid... Paying people. Paid money, paid £5 to see us talk. And what was the comment afterwards? You should have charged more for that. £5.50. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It wasn't just us, of course. There were some Our dear friends. Pro stand-up. Put your hands well. together, please, from the back to the front. Oh, Graham oh. Goring. Yeah. Will Hodgson. Come on! And the wonderful Chris Stokes. And One Life Left. And us. Yeah, so... Silence. Yeah, it was... Um, what, do you, what do you remember most vividly from the evening? I remember time accelerating. It was about half seven and I thought, right, we've got half an hour before we started. And, um, it, and then it just went in a finger click and we were, at, like, it was, we were out there uh, in front of 150 people. Um, I remember it not going as terribly as I feared, but probably not as well as I had hoped. But people seemed to like it. Um, it flew past, didn't it? It, it really did. I remember... I, like one, I remember being about a third of the way out, and you had just announced my name, and I was about a third of the way to the mic, and just thinking, "This is it. This, this is happening. Here we are. The the inertia has begun. There, there is no um, there is no backing out of this. And then being at the mic, and it being fine. It being it was fine. fine. It was yeah, it absolutely was. But as soon as I got out there, I felt okay. I think, you know, once you bag your first laugh, <laughs> you're off and running, aren't you? Um, yes, uh, and and the comparing afterwards in the second half, I absolutely loved. I thought that was uh, that was. You great. thought you were excellent. I, I wouldn't say that, but thank you. No. I'll take the compliment. Anne, what did you think of the evening? Um, I remember sitting uh, when you'd just gone on stage, Steve, sitting in the dressing room with my fingers in my ears, trying not to listen to you because I couldn't. It was like I couldn't listen to whether people would laugh or not. I couldn't do it to myself. So I have a picture there. of this, but I couldn't tweet it because we were <laughs> essentially underground. But, yeah, uh, yeah she looked the, the very picture of terror. Yeah. And then, and then you thought you'd forgotten everything, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, but it's fine because I still had it written down on my hand. And then I got on stage and was just very aware that I was on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just said all the words and got off stage. I had that moment as well that I, I came out and I was about five minutes in, and then my head went, so, Steve, <laughs> just out of interest, while, while you're here, and I know you've got something else on your mind at the moment, <laughs> but maybe I could just have a word with you. What would happen right now if you forgot everything? Yeah. Like, everything. And you, and you went out naked, didn't you? And, and, <laughs> and by that, I mean you didn't have anything written on your hand. Um, yeah, oh. no, I had, I had, I had no uh, prompts. And, and, yeah, so my mind, other Steve, was like, what? If you forgot everything, I mean, I'm just throwing that out there. And then, of course, then I thought, yeah, I can't remember anything, but filled in with some old material. Good stuff. You've pulled back. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, it was, you know, easy joke. But it seemed to go well. Um, the chaps, the you know, we, we obviously have to thank a, a, a lot of people. Um, I know that we've been banging on about it for months, uh, but everybody who's been in to help us um, was enormously oh, useful. Um, we got some really good advice. Not least Nigel. Not least who Nigel. helped you out with the comparing after the show last time, the last show we did, um, when Nigel said, drop the bombshell. That we shouldn't do the comparing in the way that we were going to do it. And he was, yeah, he on was me, absolutely obviously, absolutely right. right. Um, yeah, but uh, the Game City chap said afterwards, oh, we should definitely do this again next year. <laughs> and I thought, I, I mean, I enjoyed doing it. I'm really, really glad we did it. But I've got no interest in doing it again. I've... Uh, I've done that now, and I think you get an enormous amount of goodwill by doing something for the first time like that, and if we did it again, it would just be a disaster. And I really don't think my heart could take it. <laughs> Genuinely just, not. I don't want to bomb. No. I, I mean, we didn't the, bomb, and I don't ever want to bomb. The, the, the Thursday morning, it was so lovely yeah. not waking up feeling so sick. It's been a very liberating experience. I, I, like, I went uh, to sort of an interview yesterday, and I was a bit nervous. And I was standing there beforehand, and I went, I'll never be nervous again. <laughs> Stop it, you've done stand-up, you idiot. So it's that time of year again. No, not Halloween, that was yesterday. Or if you're listening to this on a podcast or something, then it was some time ago, undoubtedly. It's not bonfire night either, that's still to come. It's the week after Game City, which is the only festival I ever attend. Even when I'm not performing.
performing at it. The tent in the market square thing felt a bit empty without Lego Rock Band, but there was still loads of exciting and interesting stuff going off. If you missed one laugh left, you missed something incredibly special. If you missed one night left with Gwen, you also missed something special. That might have just been me dancing about like a monkey being electrocuted or something. Hopefully I wasn't detracting from the exciting music being played. The talk from Ian Simons about his relationship with the word game and game city and also the phrase interactive entertainment was also very interesting. Something worth going into more depth about, but I've really not got time to do so right now. All I'll say is game shouldn't be a dirty word. Still, if rebranding to Interactive Entertainment Station causes Game Group to go out of business, I'm all for it. So really, I just want to say thank you to all the organisers of Game City and the people who made the experience memorable again. So I'll name check you all. Aaron Lee, Ben Hall, Charlie Miller, Ian Simons, Jonathan Smith, John Seddon, Katie Fraser, Kevin Glover, Martin Hollis... Simon Parkin and, of course, the OLL team, Steve, Simon and Ann, without whom I'd not be broadcasting to you now. I'm Derek Williams and this is my surprise to discover at Game City that Mario and Luigi are now so old they need help getting down the stairs market economy. Thanks, Derek. Cheers, uh, Derek. Derek, an important part of the um, post one laugh left party team yes well we so we team yeah we we drank for 13 hours on thursday (laughs) that was good it was good wasn't it and then we got up again on friday and drank for about 10 hours didn't we yeah uh, Ten hours. And Friday was uh, one night left. Friday finished with one night left where Gwem and Bion were playing. And they were playing at Gate Crusher. <laughs> Super club. So after four hours of karaoke, yep. uh, we wandered along to uh, Gate Crusher where yep. we introduced the acts. Gwem was amazing. I, I Just absolutely brilliant. I, I had the best time. I, I don't think I've ever seen you that happy. Um, no, I have never It was seen you so, so good. So good. And it's funny because I've tried to describe them um, to people subsequently, and they sound like the sort of thing I would genuinely hate. Because I, <laughs> I said, like, they're a bit like. Like if you imagine Limp Biscuit using an Atari <laughs> ST, but but in that um, they would rap and then um, they'd play the guitar and then they had a, a new member of the band, a girl, who would then sing the chorus. A lot of which was over old video game music. It was just magnificent. Uh, Derek seemed quite excited to see them. Having a little dance with Derek. They uh, they threw out glow sticks, didn't they? They did. That was so good. Lots of glow sticks, and Derek had them wrapped around all parts of him. Did yeah. Limbs flailing. You could just see some glowing from within his trousers. (laughs) (laughs) It was. It was uh, yeah. It was magnificent. And I danced near Rebecca May. Uh, you did? Audio did. gamer? Yeah. Liked her. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, after a little bit of Bion, who played for hours. Yeah, three hours apparently. Um, we went down to have a, a sort of uh, after party at the dubstep. <laughs> we did. Dubstep. I, I popped off to the rock room with uh, Goldeneye inventor Martin Hollis, and we, <laughs> and we watched a brilliant band in there, and then came and jo- joined you. I, I'd, I didn't know what dubstep was, <laughs> but... That night, it was the greatest thing I'd ever heard. <laughs> and we were dancing. We were dancing. Pretty much on our own. Yep. I think that was for the best. It looks like you're considering whether to say something, Steve. Did something else happen? I've decided not to say <laughs> This is the sort of thing you were saying before the show started. Um, yes. Right. Uh, so, this is Monster Monster. <laughs> Monster, 
One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is 8-Bit Dubstep. Oh, Dubstep. (laughs) (laughs) You said, is this Dubstep? I really like this. I did, yeah. I was drunk. (laughs) It was really, really exciting. It was a great night. So we should thank all of the... um, all the game seat team again. Yeah, absolutely. We had we had the best time, and we've got big plans for next year as well. We oh, do we have a plan. <laughs> there is a video of that. You've just put it up. Yeah, you? we'll put it on the, uh, on the one like left website. Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a video of us running through suggestions or demands for next year, <laughs> um, which entertained ourselves. Um, yeah, what I've got. What's your favourite? Uh, one wife left. <laughs> where I will marry a listener. I like one Steve left. Yeah, obviously, and celebration Steve. Uh, Bone life left. Right. Oh, bone life left. Bone that life was left. where we found we'd find someone who needs bone marrow. Yep. <laughs> and donate because we're. That's what we like. Yeah. Can I also say uh, well done to Theremin Hero, who we watched on the Thursday night. Mm. Absolutely stunning stuff. And if Still you... don't understand it. Oh, it's just brilliant. Really, really brilliant. Um, I had lots of fun there. So also the a previous song that we played, and I forgot the name of the artist. I've just looked it up, and it was uh, Trey Frey. So well done to him. Well done to him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Makes it sound like well done. Oh, absolutely. Now everyone's we'll a winner. Sending you a blue Peter badge. Exactly. We need one life left badges. That's a good. Idea. Badge we life left. Badge life left. We used to have badges, didn't we? No. Yeah, we did. Did we? Yeah, we did. When? Like. Three years ago, we had badges. Let's get it. I have a One Life Left badge. Do Thank you? you? Which I wouldn't have made myself. <laughs> you sure? I'm not sure. <laughs> did we have badges? Yeah, we did. I don't remember the badges. Sounds like something we do. It does sound like something. <laughs> it, it was around about the same point when you had the Triforce stamp and you were stamping, like, your tongue and... Oh, happy days. Happy days. Happy, happy days. days. Letters. Uh, John. Uh, John Mann writes, Come to my party. Hey, team. Just back from the shop, so I've been stocking up on stuff for my all-weekend-long Rock Band 3 party. Well, at least there's one of you out there. Um, I was listening to OLL as I strolled the hallowed hallways of Costco, and I heard that you'll come to listener parties if invited. To which end, come over to my place in Seattle. If you set off this minute, you'll be here in time for Sunday brunch tomorrow, then a day of Rock Band. I've got the fancy drums with the cymbals and everything. You can be back home on Monday in time to record the show. And bring me some double-deckers. These bloody Americans wouldn't know a proper chocolate bar if it bit them on the arse. Cheers, John Mann. Uh, Okay, John Mann, uh, we'll do that. We'll be there. Just need to talk to you about flight costs. Yeah. So uh, email us offline about that, and uh, we'll turn up. Yeah, thanks for the invite. Um, just to point out that I, you know, I thought it was clear from the implication that um, we basically want to go to girl listener parties. <laughs> so cheers on that, but uh, we're going to need a better offer. Six to one ratio in Nottingham, apparently, <laughs> yeah. according to you. Didn't really experience that. No, we did didn't, we? no. Still, we did karaoke with Derek. So. Good. Uh, dear team, I don't care if you have a guest or two. This is nothing to do with them, so shut up, Leo. Listen, guys, it's just not on. I realise that Steve's a busy man and everything, but can't he delegate the podcast creation or whatever voodoo it is he does to somebody who could actually do it in a timely manner? Here we are, your gaggle of listeners, all hyped up and desperate for some hot OLL action. And where are you, eh? You're out swanning around telling jokes with all your new stand-up comedy pals, no doubt. Not the no doubt, although you'd probably go off with them as well, given half a chance. You pause and i've just realized that my email to you about lego harry potter and art is still sitting in my drafts folder so i'm going to blame steve for that too uh, i'm telling my mum no hugs cat sorry uh yep sorry again quite busy being funny funny <laughs> uh no it just takes ages uh we are looking desperately for someone to sort out the one life left website if that is you please do drop us an email you can be part of team one life left are you playing your delegate pass? <laughs> that was a funny joke that will not work on the radio. <laughs> Leo Tan. Uh, from Beth Clark. Yo team, all caps, exclamation mark. Uh, I think we can all agree karaoke stand-up is the new way forward. I would like to thank you for the walkabout-based fun during Game City and thought I would send in one last video game-related joke. How many gamers does it take to sing a karaoke version of Total Eclipse of the Heart? don't know how many uh, about 10 excellent joke that is it's a, good, a joke. good joke based on fact based on fact well done beth uh, uh for hanging out with us yeah thank One you thank so you. thank you uh yeah that was lots of fun wasn't it yeah this is from um 
long-time contributor Ben Hall. Okay. Uh, he says, hello team. I hope you had a great time at Game City last week. We there were did. many personal highlights, which included, I'll just read a couple of these out, a rendition of Total Eclipse of the Heart that showed up One Direction for the embarrassing fools they are, Derek Williams asking a pointless question at the Kaito Takahashi playground talk, just so some people recognise his voice and ask for his autograph. Good Kaito work, Derek. turned up, didn't he? He did, and you and I sang, sang gold at him. Gold. <laughs> we genuinely sang gold at him, and apparently he had a brilliant time. Well, I'm not surprised. Yeah, good. Um, and Simon Parkin, Eurogamers, Simon Parkin, Gama Sutras, Simon yeah. Parkin, crooning Amy Winehouse's Back in Black in such emotional fashion that it would bring back a tear to, back to, back, yeah. to a glass eye. Uh, ben goes on to say, to castigate me for leaving a glass of water on the stage during Yeah, he was quite angry about and that. And that was not water. It was definitely water. Uh, which uh, Graham Goring then subsequently knocked over. So apologies to Graham. Uh, apologies to... Literally won't happen again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apologies to Ben as well. Sorry about that. I was going to say something to do with that letter, and I can't remember what There's it was. the letter. Da, 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 da. Um, oh, Simon Parkin, yeah. He hung out with us quite a lot. We yeah. invi- we, we um, kind of made him a surrogate member of Team OLL, didn't we? He's definitely we a good surrogate member. He was doing gonzo journalism with us. He was. It wasn't cheap, all the drug and the drink that we had to buy him. No, uh, but we're very, very, very much looking forward to his uh, oh, One Life Left expose. It's going to be brilliant, it's isn't so it? so good. He's got so, all the secrets now. So good. Um, yeah, if you want to email us for next week, please do. Team at onelifeleft.com Or you can... Well, we have a number you can find out by listening to old shows. Yeah. Call us on that. Bothered with that. Might have expired. Yeah. Uh, okay, this is Duncan. This is Rika Wiki Wawa. And the following is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license. Wikipedia Article of the Week Battlecraft World at War. The author is Migu16. Battlecraft World at War is a RTS game developed by the Rimbus Inc. The first game of Battlecraft will be released for Microsoft Windows on March 30th, 2011. The main story of the game was about Linear, a long swordsman skilled with strength. He must defeat the giant dragon to rescue the villagers, which killing them one by one. In the set of the year 1550, the eight races fight each other for survival. The first race was the orcs, which are green-skinned and attacking humans for many years. Races. The battlecraft has eight unique races. The races are the orcs, dwarves, humans, wood elves, undead, demons, ogres and trolls. The dwarves are tiny, intelligent creatures. This race have dragons. Ogres are big creatures that joined the orcs. They have strong arms that smash their foes. Wood elves, the race that live on forests. Heroes, Battlecraft add a new powerful unit, the heroes. These heroes are summoned at a cost of gold and lumber. They are considered as the leader of the race, captain and king. I'm Duncan Timoney, and you've been listening to Weka Wikiwawa. Thanks, Duncan. Cheers, Dunks. Thanks. So, this is, a uh, Awkward. This is awkward. I guess this won't be the most up-tempo part of the show. No. But it's necessary. It is necessary. I mean, in some ways, uh, this is catharsis for us. Because those, those of you who listen to every episode of What Life Left, and who wouldn't, I mean, we were award-winning. <laughs> we were award-winning, absolutely, yeah. Those of you who listen to every episode will know that a few weeks ago we attended the Games Media Awards. Yep, uh, that's where the great and the good are acknowledged for being the best in their field. Just as we were. Best games broadcast. Best games broadcast. Now, again, those of you who listen to One Life Left will know that that didn't happen this year. We got beaten by something on the internet. I like to like some video on the internet. We got beaten by YouTube. I mean, you could argue whether that's a broadcast. I can argue, and it's not a broadcast. You're arguing that very successfully. I'm convinced. (laughs) (laughs) But unfortunately, that's not enough. We can't take that award back, and you know, uh, the generous nature of our hearts insists. That we should say, well done to John Blythe. Yeah, well so done. well done. Well done. Congratulations. Congratulations. But part of us, part of us, and I think I can speak for the whole team here. Try to. Part of us, at least one third of us, probably three thirds of yep. us, is still deeply wounded <laughs> by the way we were snubbed. Yes, so we looked into uh, what happens in a vote. Um, and we did. It uh, turns out people vote. Yeah. And. Um, 
So we've made it our mission to find out who didn't vote for us. Hmm. Because we lost by one vote. One vote, rumour has it. Rumour has rumor it. Started rumor by has us. started by us on the night. Rumour started by us has it that we lost out by one vote. Which means, if you think about it, if we could find one person mm. who voted for us... Uh, sorry, who should have voted for yep, us, but and didn't. instead voted for um, yeah. John Blythe, well, that would have meant that we lost rather than won. Um, so if we could find that one person, if we could, for example, find that person and then somehow get them onto the radio show, yep. well, that would... Um, that, that would uh, help us, I think. That would help us get through this. How long does this uh, go on? It's just three minutes 38 remaining. It's all right, of... I can start it again. Okay. I can, I can put it on loop. This is all apologies, obviously. Leo Tan. Hi. <laughs> it's always this, my backing music, while well, I apologise. Just do what you feel is necessary. Uh, I'm, c- I'm going to argue my point first. Uh, the category wasn't best broadcast. Uh, <laughs> Simon has so genuinely walked out. Yeah, he's walked out of the studio. Uh, and, you know, I did... Uh, John, the Blythe Report was was cancelled until he won that award. And, there, and you know, I felt really bad on the night when you told me that you'd lost by one vote. I felt really bad for days... And days and days and days. And then I listened to your show and realised that it was all a fabricated lie. And that you'd lied to me. It's not a lie, it's a rumour. <laughs> it's not a lie, it's just reportage. Yeah. And uh, I didn't feel so bad anymore. Um, and, but... I'll level uh, with you. Mm-hmm. This isn't much of an apology so far. But no. it's okay, you've still got two minutes, 27 okay. seconds. But I am sorry because I should have put my loyalty and friendship above my feelings on what was the best podcast exactly video cast so i do apologize for that so so you're saying you should have given us a sympathy vote and you're calling us a podcast when we're europe's only fm broadcast video games radio show broadcast really the radio wasn't really the radio category though was it no, well, it, well, it wasn't the YouTube category, was it? But he's not. On, well, he is on YouTube. Right, exactly. Well, we're not. As well as other places. We got some. We are YouTube. on YouTube, actually. Oh, yeah. Dubstep. Oh, yeah. We are uh, dancing. Yeah. Right. But I am. I am sorry, and uh, I will never vote against you in anything ever again, regardless of anything. One minute thirty-six seconds. Mm. Oh, I'm still going. Um. I would also like to take this opportunity to personally thank you, Simon Byron, for everything you've done to me. And I did betray you. I did stab you in the back. I couldn't care less, really, what I did to Stee and Anne so much because they've not really done anything for me, but you did You did a lot for me. You, One minute, 15 seconds to pull this back. You pulled me out of a tragic career in hairdressing, gave me my job today, and I've, you know, I sided with the wrong person. I, you know, his, it's only three minutes. I don't know what I was thinking. I was overcome by, you know, his quickie format. And, you know, it's, I'm, I'm doing much more than just apologising. I'm also pledging to you that I will always be there for you forever and ever and ever. And, you know, and, you know, let, let's talk about, what, like, what I'm practically doing at the moment. What I'm doing is... I listen to One Left, One Life Left over and over and over. No other, no other podcast in my iTunes. I listen to it while I'm cycling, putting my life at risk so that I can listen to you more. My, I put my life on the line for the work that you do. I'm really sorry. Fifteen seconds. I'm really sorry, Team One Life Left. I was wrong, but I will be right in future. Sorry. What do we think about that then? All right.
One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show, and this is Transregional Day Pyrenees, a remix by Misfit Chris. It's good. Is it dubstep? <laughs> it's not dubstep. Is that is that what you need? Yeah. Days? You need some dubstep. Okay, uh, it's time for our reviews. Simon, have you been playing any video games? I have. I have. My begging worked. I got enslaved uh, last week. Uh, as you know, I've been pl- I played the demo. I was impressed. Played the full game. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. It's it's. I, oh, it seems unfair. I, I really like it. I re- and I'm gonna finish it. And so, it will be the second game I've finished this year after Minecraft. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed it. But it's 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 a little. It's, so it looks it looks amazing. The acting in it is brilliant. Um, I quite like the story. It's a new take on the monkey uh, tale. Um, and. Uh, it's what I liked about it, and I was I was arguing with somebody at Nottingham about uh, whether this was a good thing or not. Is it, it's it's really um, it holds your hand quite a lot, uh, you know. So it won't let you jump off a platform that you couldn't jump off and stuff. Uh, and quite a lot of what you need to do is is clearly highlighted. So it's it's more about enjoying what you're doing and the spectacle rather than it being um, a specific challenge. Um, that is until you get to some of the set pieces, which are so schizophrenic that um, you know you can be. You can be playing the game and having a nice time and fighting. The fighting works well. I'm pretty good at it, and I, you know, I'm, uh, I, you know, I haven't died too many times in the actual game. So, but the set pieces are just like short changes of pace where you have to run away from something or you know, stuff's falling down around you and all that sort of thing. And um, you, you kind of get forced along them, and you fail. And some bits I've been playing 20, 30 times, and I just like, oh, it's just I don't know why that is in there. Um, but yeah, sorry. It sounds like I'm being negative. I'm really, really enjoying it. I'm going to finish it. I'm on. The, I'm up to the last level. It's it's so technically accomplished. Uh, it's good. It's really, really good. I just some strange design choices in I there. remember you saying in an earlier episode of yep. One Life Left that a demo yep. had never made you want to buy a game. Yeah, I, I didn't buy this one. I know. <laughs> yeah, I got it sent to me. I should have bought it. That's so hypocritical of me. I, I apologise. Um, particularly, I mean, it's a really good game and, you know, it's a, it's a British game. We should be supporting it and it's not, it, it's not done amazingly well. It's a British game fault? and we should be supporting it. Well, of course we should, yeah, exactly. What's wrong with that? Nothing. What, do you think that we should not be supporting it? No, I think we should I think we should be supporting Enslave because Tamim uh, came to watch us do stand-up comedy. Exactly. Nothing to do with race, Simon. <laughs> Nothing to do with nationality. And seven out of ten. Um I uh, played this week uh, Belly and Brain, which is a free iPhone download uh, game uh, which uses trajectory as the skill. And you try. You are the brain, and you try to fire food from uh, a cannon to the belly and let it eat. Uh, and you have to fire it over objects. Is this an ad for game? A what? Is this an advertisement as a video game? Yeah, pretty much. What's it uh, for? For food? <laughs> for a takeaway service. But I was like, oh, free, and it looks kind of like a cartoon. I'll play that. It's quite good for an ad. There's yeah. quite a lot of levels in it. Like, you go to different countries. You go to Italy, India, China. You get to... Uh, Everywhere you'd want delicious takeaway food. Exactly. Uh, you get to shoot different food. Uh, like, it's pretty good. But um, I found the controls quite annoying. Like, they they don't work entirely well. They're not very accurate. Uh, and, um, yeah, I think I... I got a bit bored of it after a little while. You're a casual gamer. Yeah, 7 out of 10. Leo. Uh, I was going to say Minecraft, but I realised that the game I've been playing the most is Game Dev Story. Ooh. And, and you guys haven't... No one's talked about that in the show yet, have We they? haven't yet. No, this is an exclusive. Right. Here you are first. Um, yeah, it's, I, it's it's a tough one because I really want to tell my friends about it, but I don't. they don't have the sensation of being at a publisher, so mm. I don't know if they'll really appreciate what it is. And it was funny, when I, when I started playing it, I started to feel like, oh, this is... This is just like being in like some of the meetings that I'm in like these days. Oh, I, you know, it kind of mirrors life. And then the more I play it, the more I go to meetings and I think, oh, this is like game dev <laughs> So it kind of switches around. Yeah, it, it's brilliant. I've taken um, Neopets uh, puzzle game to the top of the charts. I've Congratulations. Sold 
Uh, my own gay cowboy adventure stories. 35 million copies of uh, Red Dead Redemption. Uh, <laughs> it's mirroring real life. Broke Beat Mountain. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's done quite well. And I just love it. I, I'm in my, coming to my 20th year. I've got my own console. And you know, what's got, your console called? Hero Jam. Uh. Uh, it's the only it's the only thing I've named that isn't a swear word in the whole game. <laughs> yeah, so Steve, Steve, Steve does um, a, a riff on that. I, I could riff off that right now, yeah. but we'd have to cut it out. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's definitely the greatest game development RPG uh, that has ever been made. Uh, 7 out of 10. Excellent. Steve! Hi! What have you been playing? I've been playing Solitaire. Oh, shut up. No, I've been playing um, Super Meat Boy. You have? Which is... Brilliant! It's the best game I've played for ages. I, I woke up on uh, last Saturday morning not knowing where I was. <laughs> it turns out I was at Steve's house. And I padded out of my bed to find Steve up already playing Super Meat Boy. I was excited. It was like a Christmas morning yeah. thing. I just woke up and I was like, well, I could go back to sleep. But now I'm awake. I want to play Super Meat Boy. It is a punishing game. Like, really hard. And it's frustrating the sort of thing that makes you want to throw your joypad. It's um, a platformer. Small sprite, do crazy, crazy difficult platforming to get from one side of the screen to the other, basically. The controls are faultless. Like, you will only ever blame yourself for your death, and you will die. Like, in N, there was an achievement for dying a thousand times, I think. Uh, And that would inevitably happen. In Super Meat Boy, I looked at my stats um, after I completed the game. After you clocked it. Yeah, little, little after that. Uh, and I died uh, 4,000 times Aww. on the way there. And I don't want to say I'd enjoyed every death, but still, there is... I, I think they call it... There's a, 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 there's a play on words with masochism and gaming, and I can't remember what that was, but totally understand it. I love it, uh, and I would urge everyone out there to buy it. I think it's 800 points at the moment, uh, which isn't even real money. Exactly. So um, it's basically free. And it's coming out on Steam shortly, isn't it? It is coming out on Steam, and I think it's coming out on Wii as well. Um, and uh, there'll be different playable characters in there. There's loads to unlock. I mean, the game is so big. I've completed it now, uh, but really I've only seen about 30% of it or, or 40%. So, yeah, um, I'll be playing that some more. Good. Excellent. S- score? Score, I reckon, uh, 7 out of 10. I think we've got time for one more piece of music and then we'll be back to close the show. That is Bit Crush This, which, slightly annoyingly, I also don't have the artist for. I could try and look it up now, I will do. But it's brilliant. It is good. Thanks. Uh, Leo, you said you were going to re- review Minecraft. Yeah. Um, but you didn't, I assume. 
Well, actually, don't spoil it for us because maybe you can do that again if you're ever ever invited back. We'll yeah, see if, how you ever, Simon, if you ever diss us again, then we'll get you back in. Uh, what I was going to say is, you've, how have you been playing Minecraft then? You said you've got your own server. Yeah, we play in survival mode, uh, and we it's, we basically just build, though. We turn the monsters off, you can't die in multiplayer, and we just build, but we do it really slowly, and we have to mine for all the parts, and that makes it much more rewarding when you build your spiral staircase of glass to the sky and then intricate network out to everyone else's castles. I see, because I've been thinking for a while that maybe we need a One Life Left server. Minecraft server. So the main difficulty is stopping other people getting in. So our server is private. We're going to build a big wall Well, yeah. <laughs> out of glass. So if once you have a One Life Left server, then yep. you... You have to make your, you have to kind of make the entrance public, or people listeners can't just join in. We, we uh, don't want listeners joining in. Oh, okay, then, then I do. Good. Do I, you? Well, this I is- want. Basically, here's the dream: we create a one life left server. They create a giant statues of statue us. of us of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. And a working radio station. Yeah. That'd be brilliant. You we could, could live there. Yeah. <laughs> move in together. How, how long would this take? I don't know. Well, it depends how many listeners we've got. Say we've got as many as a dozen, right? And they all worked around the clock. Yeah, we could get like statues done to you know, well, less time than it took them to build the Great Pyramids. Well, <laughs> so what a legacy! Yeah. So, so you advise us to well. The, th- it's the thing is, you just need. It would just take one uh, K K Dubs from. Kotaku. Kotaku. I can't remember his name. Sorry, I really Yeah, what was his name? Vibe Z. Z Vibe Word. You know the guy that dissed us? Wubs. Oh, yeah, 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 that guy. So he would get. It it turned out, Leo, it turned out that he wasn't dissing us, he just wanted to be mentioned on the show. He was actually a fan. In fact, we don't have anyone who hates us (laughs) except. (laughs) Leo. John Blake. No. No. Who? Chris. uh, The. The warm-up, stand-up, what happened for the warm Simon, what happened when we tried to bl- book the Oh, house? yeah. Oh, whoa. We got there for the warm-up uh, the Saturday before last, and um, we turned up at the pub, and they said, hi. They said, hi. And we went, hi. And uh, we went, yeah, we were a bit nervous. They went, what are you doing here? And uh, we went, well, we're doing the stand-up comedy warm-up. They went, right, are you? And we said, yes. You know, we've been stressing about it for months. Um, they said, right, well, that's, uh, that's weird because um, we've got nothing on here this evening. And we're like, well, I, I was in on Thursday and I booked it a few months ago. And they said, all right. So then they went and got the book, the Blue Post book. Pulled down and said, yeah, um, we did have a booking, but, um, but uh, Simon rang up and cancelled it. <gasps> did you, Simon? I didn't, no, not consciously. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it almost didn't happen, it's which you know, would have been fine. And then I, I, I almost set fire to the actual venue on, um, on Wednesday night. <laughs> I did, almost. Oh, no, no, you did. Oh, Simon. So I think, Leo, we are our own worst enemies. So we've nothing to fear. But maybe if one of our listeners wants to set up a Minecraft server... We'll see so you there. We can... we'll-